0: Into the oh me, It's Monday, the 14th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee, and, and so many people, Shane, are affected by the floods, many people uh, in the sporting world. Yeah, very much so,
1: Timmy, and uh, some uh, friends of the cricket family, uh, the McMahons up in Lismore. Um yeah, they've been involved in cricket for many, many years, have uh, come under tough times to me. So we, we've got a little GoFundMe page for them. They've um, been huge supporters. Of, of cricket, not only on the, on the North Shore of Sydney, but all over far northern New South Wales. So um, go and check that out.
0: Yeah, go and look at our socials as well. We'll have it up there, of course, and uh, GoFundMe page. It's the McMahon family. We wish all our best with John and Joan, and if you can help in any way, that would be sensational. Well, in sports news, the Australian team is batting Pakistan out of this test match. Alex Carey, what about him, and Usman Khawaja runs galore. The first round of the rugby league done and dusted. And Adelaide secures top spot on the ladder after a win over St Kilda in the AFLW. Now there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks well they had a life of their own.
1: Yes, Timmy, as they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look.
0: I tell you what, there hasn't been a lot of wickets through the course of the first uh, eight days of this Test series against Pakistan. The first one finished in a draw, and unless Pakistan turned the corner and bat very poorly. This second one will as well. But uh, the highlight for Australia has been this batting. Usman Khawaja, 160, took an amazing ball to get him out. Alex Carey in the 90s. Steve Smith in the runs again without getting 100.
1: Yeah, look, Timmy, it's uh, they're not going to bring test cricket back with this sort of brand of cricket. But uh, the wickets are very, very flat out there in Pakistan. It's very clear what Pat Cummins and the Australians' tactics are here. Um, they're currently eight for 505. They're going to bat on probably this um, tomorrow morning morning, and, uh, or so I should say this morning, and, uh, and try and only bat once and bowl Pakistan out twice. So, yeah, as you said, Usman Khawaja, another 160 of 369 balls, which is an amazing effort. Alex Kerry falling seven runs short of his first Test 100.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Will Pukowski, of course, uh, we've seen him play Test Cricket, we've spoken about him quite a bit. He is making his return after all these concussions for Victoria. Yeah, he is slowly coming back, playing
1: second 11. Um, look, fingers crossed he can get it right, but... Uh, Look, I don't have uh, high hopes, unfortunately. After 12 concussions, I think he's probably going to struggle. Chances are you are going to get hit in the head again, and uh, that'll put him straight out.
0: Jess Johansson dropped from the Australian 11. Uh, who would have thought that? She's been one of their stars. She's the current number one
1: uh, bowler in one day in the world. Uh, she's taken mm. 120 wickets for Australia since debuting in 2012. Um, That warm-up match against New Zealand, uh, where one of the New Zealanders scored 150, Australia really struggled to bowl them out. So they're going more aggressively, Timmy, with with two leg spinners. It's Alana King and Amanda Jade Wellington, the two uh, leg spinners playing for Australia. So uh, unfortunately, our number one bowler in the world has to have a little bit of a rest.
0: What about the world of tennis? Now, I honestly think that tennis, as an international game, has a real image problem. Uh, You only need to look back in history, recent history, to the way it was handled with Novak Djokovic. Of course, the Australian government didn't cover themselves in glory there. We've seen Zverev, but moment after moment and currently it's it's the thing in and around the Russian players. Many are saying you should not be allowing Russian players to be competing. Every other sport has stripped them of of the ability to compete, but tennis has, has not done that. We've seen Ukrainian players and others say, well, you can't allow them to play. Um, what do you think? Where, where is tennis is at Shane. Well,
1: I think you're right, Timmy, and um, you're seeing a lot of uh, mental health issues with a lot of sports people around the world at the moment, but really particularly in tennis. Um, and we'll get to that. But um, yeah, Ukrainian tennis star Marta Kosiak she's come out and said that the Russians should not be playing. They're showing no compassion at all on the circuit, and particularly for you know her her country's being invaded. So she feels very very strongly about it. But then you've got Naomi Osaka playing in Indian Wells and and someone's been booing her from the side or, or yelling at you suck, Naomi. Um, and she's been um, moved to tears, the, the poor girl. So she's obviously has a lot of issues, um, personal issues around that. She asked the referee or the umpire to remove the person, but the umpire said she couldn't work out who was actually saying it. So that's a real issue there as well. And then you have American tennis star, Amanda Annis who's basically walked off the court halfway through the game after missing four match points Mm. and and the umpire there is tried to say to her look don't leave yet just wait for the supervisor and she said no and she left so she called it a match so there's some real issues in the the game of tennis right now
0: yeah and I think Asimova and and moments like that it it just highlights how young a lot of them come into it but do you think the Russians should be allowed to play personally I I, you know it's 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 a it's cruel but uh, because they haven't done anything wrong and Medvedev's just gone to number one, but it, it's my view that they, they shouldn't be playing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they should be playing. I think it's um, any pressure you can put on this guy to stop doing what he's doing has got to help, and it's unfortunate for the, the young tennis sports people, but um, that's part of what's happening when, when, when a war breaks out and a country invades another country, mate, so I won't go into that, but uh, yeah, I don't think they should be playing at all, no.
0: Yeah, and it's getting to a very interesting time of the season. The the hard courts, of course, in Europe, then we look to the lawns of Wimbledon, Mm. so it would be very hard to think that something won't be done or some of these countries won't just step in and say, well, you're not playing on our tennis courts. Something to watch, tennis with an image problem. Stay with us because we'll be talking NRL, NBA and much, much more. Well, Parramatta and, and the uh, Gold Coast Titans, did anyone do any tackling, Shane?
1: <laughs> this is how I used to play footy, Timmy. It's all go and no shame, mate. Um, it was 26 to 22 at half time, mm. Parramatta's way. I couldn't believe it. I, I popped up to the shops to, to grab something and I came back and I, was, I couldn't believe how many points were scored. I thought it must have been full time. But Parramatta hang on to a 38-28 victory. But yeah, like Sean
0: Russell scored a hat-trick in the first half. Mm. Unheard of. Yeah, he's a good player too. And uh, uh, Philip Sammy gave uh, Clint Gutherson a little bit of lip, bit of a dose of his own medicine with a a cheeky try celebration. Uh, The King Gutho uh, actually played well uh, for Parramatta. Yeah, he uh, he was impersonating his own try celebration when he scored
1: one over him. But uh, look, yeah, no love lost there. But uh, it was it was a good game. I think both Parramatta and the Titans um, very very good attacking. But. I think to be up there in a top four at the end of the season, they're going to, going to need to learn to tackle. What about the Roosters? Roosters were terrible, weren't they? They looked slow and, uh, yeah, just all over the shop. And um, they showed a few signs of that in the pre season. And uh, I just assume with that team that they put on the paddock, they would be much better.
0: But a uh, very, very slow start of the season for them. It's only round one. Yeah, look, we haven't seen the detail of what exactly has happened at this uh, late night pub incident with Jared Hayne, but. Um, look, he's just spent time in jail. He obviously has to face a third trial. He's a guy that can find trouble, isn't he? Yeah, you just think he's, he hasn't faced his third trial
1: yet. I don't know when that will take place, but you know, you've got to you'd assume you'd lie low a bit. And he's probably done nothing wrong here. I would say he's out with um, Parramatta player Nathan Brown, and he's there was a, he is yeah, who was injured, and it's a, <laughs> a heated exchange when they've left the nightclub at two a.m. by some council worker having a go. At Hayne, and, and I think Brown's just stood up for him. So it was just a verbal um, uh, interaction. But, uh, yeah, he's just got to stay – I think he's got to stay out of the, the late-night venues for a while.
0: Yeah. Who was it? One of the coaches, Jack Gibson, or one of them just said that uh, nothing good happens after midnight. No. But, uh Yeah, so Jared Hayne, interesting at, uh, at that point. Now, AFLW, the AFL season for men starts Wednesday. The AFLW is reaching a crescendo. Adelaide securing top spot on the ladder after that win over the Saints. They did,
1: and they've done this. This is the second year in a running that, um, that they're the minor premiers. Uh, so that leaves the Ruse to take on Fremantle um, and Brisbane take on Collingwood. It gives Adelaide a week off now. So they, they get a really good break there uh, and they'll play the winner of the Ruse. And uh, and Frio, so yeah, Adelaide top position again.
0: Cristiano Ronaldo. What do they say? Class is temporary, form is permanent. But uh, a hat trick he's, he's closer to forty than thirty. He's just extraordinary. This bloke. He is an unbelievable player. Look, he's only scored one
1: goal in the last ten games for Man U, but came out and scored an unbelievable hat trick. Uh, mm. Man U winning three two over Tottenham over the Spurs, uh, but that now takes him to the highest ever goal scorer in professional men's football with 807 goals.
0: Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. LeBron James, he's only got a few years left himself, but uh, he's come out and just erupted the other day. He's
1: done uh, his second 50-point game, uh, I think, in four games. Uh, Mm. Unbelievable. Look, the the Lakers are struggling this season and um, he's sort of been trying the guy to hold them together. Um, He's been quite inconsistent himself and I think he'd he'd actually admit to that from his own personal standards. But to score 50 points twice within four games is is a big effort.
0: Um, Now, Andrew Gaze, I'm with him on this. He's blasted the 76ers fans as disgusting, uh, having sort of ripped into Ben Simmons in the way they have. I understand they'd be pretty upset by the way he... Uh he finished his time at the uh, the club and left the club. But really there are limits. Oh, is are there? I don't know.
1: I I think if I'm a semi sixers fan and Ben Simmons was being paid all that amount of money and and was sitting on sulking on the sidelines and then he returns back to the home court, of course they're gonna bill him. And um I, I don't agree with Andrew Gaze on this one. I think Ben Simmons carried on. He's going to have
0: to deserve it. He's going to have to cop it for a while now, I think. Oh, you're a tough marker. Tough marker. Yeah. I think he was losing $33 million a month or something, I suppose. <laughs> Pocket money for a bloke like that. Now, Jock Landale, he's broken this 33-year-old record. Brilliant. Yes, yeah, a young Aussie. He's,
1: uh, it's a 33-year-old yeah, record, Timmy. 26 points uh, with an 80% strike rate from the floor. So that's... Uh, it was, 80, it was 80% strike rate or above it was, uh, it was 25 points. So he's broken that by a point. So he's having a bumper uh, rookie season.
0: When Tiger Woods was young and just erupted on the scene, everyone looked at him and thought, this guy, there's nothing wrong. He's unbelievable. He's almost superhuman. He's almost a superhero in the way he plays and the manner in which he holds himself away from the game. Well, that all got peeled back over the past decade. Uh, and... He's quite a vulnerable guy, as we know, um, all the, the dramas around the marriage breakup, and he's been brought to tears by his daughter uh, and a speech she's done. Yeah, his
1: 14-year-old daughter, Sam Woods, has uh, brought, brought the the big tough guy to uh, to tears, as you said, Timmy. He, um, he's he been inducted into the Hall of Fame for golf, uh, and his daughter started with by saying that I inducted you, Dad, into the Hall of Fame many years ago, and that, that, that got him a bit choked up. And then it was when she talked about him in that car accident. She said, we didn't know whether you were going to come home with uh, two legs or none, but you're a fighter. That's why you deserve to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. You're a fighter, and uh, the reason you're standing here on two legs is because you are one of those. And uh, then he totally lost it and broke down in tears. So it was, uh, it was a really, really nice, touching moment. She was also wearing his signature red dress. Well, he didn't wear a red dress, but he
0: wore a red shirt. Yeah, he always wore the red shirt on the final yep. day and, and no doubt will if he uh, if he gets to the position where he's in, in contention on the final day of a tournament and who's to discount that. He also sort of gave uh, an apology to his family having taken them through what he has taken them through over the course of time. But Tiger Woods, uh, one thing that you cannot deny, his position in the Hall of Fame is absolutely well-deserved, if not the best, in the, in the top three golfers of all time. Now, um. Makes me think of you as a golfer, Shane. Um, <laughs> when you're hot, you're hot, eh? Rocks or diamonds, uh, Shane Lee's golf game? Very much so, Timmy. And
1: this this story goes back to about 1993 or 4, I reckon. Uh, I was playing for New South Wales at the time, and I was invited to golf days at Terry Hills. Now, I, I probably play off about 16, I reckon, there or thereabouts. I don't have an official handicap, but... Uh, Yeah, I can have really, really good days. Well, the first day of golf at Terry Hills, I shot 80 off a stick. um, And I was pretty pumped with myself, Timmy, and I was going back there the next day to play again. So I bought a new shirt, a new cap, and a new new golf club. I shot 116 next day, Timmy. And uh, yes, I've never worn that shirt, hat,
0: or golf club ever again. (laughs) Oh, your game and my game mirror each other. We've got about the same handicap. It's either Jack Nicholas one day or Nicholas Jack the next That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. It's great to have such good sponsors, Shane. It is. We have O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back, Timmy. Absolutely. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.